What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap here, April 6th. This is Fightful Wrestling. This is the time slot that usually the listen your boy is in. Jimmy Van uh, finds literally anything besides you all more important. So uh, here we are. I've got one of uh, Fightful's most popular hosts, the host of Grapsity. Uh, look at him. Look at him like this. Huh? When I watched a man on the verge of tears approaching him at ROH Supercard. Yeah, it has literally happened. Yeah, no, it still does make any sense to me, but I'll take it, I guess. It's wild, isn't it? I love it. It is. It's wild. Man, what a week this was, by the way. This was like, all right, I've done a lot of WrestleMania weekends. Um, Pretty much I've been doing them since 2015. But I will say that this one specifically, and I think part of it was because like last year was so limited with how much could be done and then year before there wasn't one but like this year felt like this like big moment of like reconnection for everybody i don't know i'm still like over the moon about it we're about to talk about a lot of wrestlemania week stuff please leave a thumbs up on this video uh by the way i will washington of grapsity is his name it isn't just one of the most beloved podcasters on fightful uh that is not his legal name uh but <laughs> Donate a super chat, donate a humper chat. If you do not know what a humper chat is, go to humperchats.com. You can leave your question or statement even before we go on the air, and we will see it later. That's one of the benefits of that. This show brought to you by nordvpn.com slash Fightful, and we'll talk to you about that in a minute. But uh, it surprised a lot of people because I've never been to WrestleMania. Not only that, I've never been to a WrestleMania weekend before this weekend. Uh, I didn't travel much in general before I got into wrestling, but I didn't travel much for this job before AEW. And the reason why I didn't travel much before that was because there weren't a lot of in-person media opportunities. Like the convention scene hadn't quite blown up to what it became in like 2019 and uh, 2018 with StarCast. All In really launched a lot of that. It was It was a little more media friendly. And as a result, the ROHs and the WWEs of the world began providing a lot more media opportunities as well. So May of 2019 is when I started to do in-person stuff. And not just that, uh, the pandemic hit the following year before WrestleMania. So there were none there. Um, I wasn't going to go to Tampa last year on the off chance that I could get media. I wasn't going to spend that money. So this was the first year that I got this opportunity. And let me tell you, it is exhausting, Will. <laughs> it, it, it is. There's so much to do. Um, and it is like, like I, I will say, when I said I've done WrestleMania weekends, what I specifically yeah. mean is everything but WrestleMania. Because like um, in 2016, I did, uh, I was in Dallas and I did everything surrounding WrestleMania, did all the indie shows, went to uh, WrestleCon, all of that, and then went, to WrestleMania and like WrestleMania was like honestly the hardest part to wrap my head around yeah. and it was the part I had the least amount of fun at and so the following year I was like I'm gonna try something new I'm gonna do everything but WrestleMania and see how that goes and it went incredibly well yes yeah, so much better <laughs> and so uh every year after that I've gone to everything but WrestleMania and I have the time of my life and I don't have to try to to make my way around you know 50 to 100,000 fans and uh, that part- getting into the venue, getting out of the venue, making sure you've got travel, paying the the expensive concessions. Like 
people ask me, hey, Sean, why didn't you go to WrestleMania? I had one person mad. They're like, you'll go and you'll get yourself over at GCW, but won't cover the event. I was like, what What makes you think that I'm useful at the venue? Like, what am I going to do there? They're not letting me backstage. So I would be in a press box if I'm lucky. If not, just a regular comp seat. You don't get cell phone reception in any venue of that size because everybody's using it. So you, you, nothing goes through. You can't tweet anything. You can't post anything. So myself sitting here at my house watching a, a TV and being able to text people backstage and post the 30 updates that we got on Fightful Select is much more useful for me. Uh, I would love to be at WrestleMania. It just doesn't make sense for my job. No, but I mean, honestly, to me, it is and like and more power to anybody who wants to go to WrestleMania. If that's what you're going sure. for, for the experience, um, there's so many factors that that harmed my last experience at WrestleMania. Like, you know, if you're luckily, I get a rental car every place I go, except parking at AT&T Stadium was like sixty five dollars in 2016. Yeah, can't imagine what that is today. Um, and on top of that, all my friends getting Ubers. They were like $200 trying to get an Uber out of WrestleMania because there were so many people. And I thought, I can't, I can't do this again. Uh, not for, like you said, the purposes of covering it. Yes. Um, you know, if, if you're just going to just have a good time, then that's, that's a different story. But there was so much else that happened besides WrestleMania. As, as a fan, if, if, I, had, if I didn't cover WrestleMania, I would love to go in person. I think that would be a lot of fun. Kayla brings up a good point. Getting stuck in the rain after Mania in New York and paying $100 for an Uber. That's that's the nature of the situation. I mean, uh, but, the, but the week kind of started for me. I got in and I was going to go to MLW. I wanted to interview Alicia Atut and Richard Holiday in person after our D12 skit. I didn't get to do that. I was very bummed about that. But I popped up at Wale Mania that is a young man's party is what that is. And I am no young man, Will Washington. That okay. was wild. That was a time. Um, that's probably my most fond experience was uh, Wale Mania. So, like, okay, I, I'm going to – I, I want to hear it from your side because from my side, you know, I, I got to be a VIP. Sure. Um, and so I – here's the thing. There, This, this was – an experience. Shout out to Emilio Sparks. Emilio was was who hooked that up. Who? And, and, and the cool thing about Emilio was, um, you know, he just kind of texted and was just like, um, hey, come to this entrance. We got yeah. you. And it's like, okay. Uh, and I'm like, there's no way that's just it. Uh, and, <laughs> and, it, and it literally was. Um, but just being there and being around um, all of these guys from pretty much like in that room, every company was represented. Every brand of every company was represented and everybody's just having a good time, just mingling, just having their drinks and like people who are in feuds. Like I, I walked up to them. I'm like, y'all are supposed to be feuding. And they're like, oh, my bad. And like walking the other directions <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, it was just, it, it was a good time. And, uh, and so many people from wrestling media were there and just kind of having a good time with each other. And like anybody who was kind of a jerk ass on Twitter, um, was either like not in person or, um, off in a corner by themselves. 
And so uh, just all around, it was just an all around good time. And uh, I, I will say that after a while, there reached a point where certain people, I, I, once Wale's people got there, then all of a sudden the idea of just, oh, just show up and we'll let you in, no longer a thing at all. And there were some <laughs> people who like weren't there yet. Uh, shout out Reg. Um, oh, no. Who, well, so Reg, uh, you know, he he wanted to to stick around. He, he was pretty much at as many collective shows as he could be at. Yes. And Reg... Didn't get to Wale Mania in time. Uh, he got it. He got in oh, eventually. Yes, but security was straight up like, "You aren't on the list. You aren't getting in." And they were Damn. like hard about that. And like Westside Gun shows up, and they're like, "You aren't on the list. You're not getting in." And, oh no! And like he's got this entourage of like twenty people, and they're like, "Sorry, being on the list." And uh, I just watching. Uh, and then <laughs> the funniest thing, I told the story on Grapsity, but if you haven't seen Grapsity this week, um, I had, uh, when Reg texted and he's like, I'm downstairs and I, I turned to Daniel Garcia and I'm like, Hey, uh, can you go help Reg get in? And he's like, uh, it would be if I were higher than 233 on the PWI, but, uh, ah! <laughs> <since> <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> he's like, tell him, make me higher next year. Uh, and then he like seriously just left him. <laughs> Jesus, I love it. I love it. It was a great time. It was a really great time. Oh, my God. Uh, so I went there. I went there with Demon Diva. And I text you uh, after I'd been there for a little bit. And I was like, hey, you here? And you're like, we're on the stage. And I look up, and there you are on the stage. And I didn't get to stay nearly as long as I like because I, I did have to. I also had to prove that I existed in multiple places at the same time. And like minutes after I walk out the door and I'm in my in the, the Jeep that they gave me at the rental place, I've got Kazim tweeting me saying, bring me Sean Roth's app. And I'm like, well, that will be a neat trick because that won't <laughs> that won't be possible because uh, as I was booked the next night, I didn't want to not appear in some capacity backstage at Joey Janela's show. So I had to, to be in multiple places at one time. But man, everybody was was happy. Everybody was smiling. It was it was a really nice place to be there. Um, and man, so many big names coming together for Wale Mania. Like I guess in my head, maybe I had imagined a more intimate setting. It was a huge party. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> huge awesome. party. And yeah, I mean, just seeing uh, like the the most famous picture going around Twitter is Carmelo Hayes uh, at the time North American champion posing yeah. with. Uh, Jade Cargill, TBS champion, who's got the TBS title with her, uh, yeah. and that that was dope. That was um, and all of the, everybody was cool to meet, and uh, it was really really kind. Um, nah, I, I I couldn't say enough of enough good things about how good of a vibe and how good of an experience it was at Wale Mania. Shout out Wale, and uh, I will definitely be there next year. And the people who put on Wale Mania are just really good yeah. people, and I appreciate them a lot. We got some super chats. We got some humper chats. Go ahead and get those in. CJ Lilly says, any Alexa Bliss news for after her wedding is over? I don't. I don't know when her wedding is. That's her business, not mine. I don't know. Uh, but I'll, I'll work to find out more about any creative plans. Bustav says, wanted to say the Veer headline by Jeremy was the best thing I've seen this week. You and Denise were great at GCW. Team Rocket. Uh, so that headline by Jeremy, I pitched one, <laughs> Robert pitched one, and Jeremy said, just trust me. 
and it got over 3,000 retweets. And Jim Cornette thinking it was serious, like we didn't proofread it. Not only did we proofread it, we workshopped it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) come on, guys. You got to know better. This is Fightful you're talking about here. Uh, Joel Wood says, I'm still waiting for a public apology after all the money I spent on Mania 27 when I got Lawler versus Cole. Well, let me tell you, nobody's asking for their money back uh, from Denise Salcedo versus SRS. They're they're more than happy with that. Like, yeah, that's the hard part about buying those tickets, by the way, months in advance. Because yeah. like you have nothing. You know nothing of the card, except I guess WrestleMania 28 you did. You had Rock and Cena like in a year in advance. But beyond that, you have nothing to go off of. Except your ticket and your flight, and then you, you get what you get. Tom Brady says, any update on Gunther possibly moving up after last night? Need a podcast with SRS and Brandon Walker ASAP. I don't know if I meet the age requirement for Brandon Walker to do a podcast with him. Like, Isn't that like the AARP show? <laughs> or is that Barstool? You know what? I, I think it's great that Barstool was like, you know what? It's not just college kids we want to go after. We want to go after elderly people, too. <laughs> Uh, so, you know what? I'd love to help out Brandon Walker with that and give him a few more views. As far as Gunther, uh, how about this? Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com right after this show. And I got something for you right there. Chris Rain says, so happy to see you, Will. You've been killing it with Grapsity. Grapsity's been a runaway success. It's been, like, it's been fantastic. And as I mentioned, we were at Supercard of Honor, and you were approached by uh, a fan, an admirer. Like, that was that touched me, man. Like, that... That made me feel great. And honestly, um, uh, and I really appreciate that interaction. Um, but as Reg and Phil can attest to, that was happening all weekend. And uh, and that was one of those, like, I, I recognize what we wanted to do with Grapsity when we launched the show seven months ago. Um, and, and what's been happening with it was ultimately the goal. But it was one of those ideas that was sat on a lot longer than we actually went through with and having kind of the, um, uh, I guess the will to find have the will, um, having the will to finally go through with it and, and, and do the show the way we wanted to and how we wanted to and when we wanted to. And then the thing is, we weren't sure if it was going to work. It was one of those things where I could have looked up after a week and gone, all right, that was a dud. Uh, so I am still really pleased and really happy with how Grapsity has gone. And I still am really happy with it. And, I look forward to Saturdays. It's it's yeah. A, a one, it gets me up because uh, even though it airs at noon Eastern, that's ten a.m. here. Yeah, and my Friday F nights, that. yeah, yeah Friday <laughs> nights could tend to be could be anything. But I know that no matter what I'm doing Friday nights, I'm like, all right, gotta get up for Grapsity, and it, it's my thing. I love it. But Wretch has the worst because he's in Cali. That's nine a.m. this time. I know. I <laughs> know. None of you all are on Eastern, are you? No. Not any of you. Oh, nope. It's like because listen, there are times I roll out of bed at like twelve oh five, and I'm like, Grapsity started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, honestly, Phil's got it the best, and he, it's still for him. It's eleven. But uh, yeah, that's our Saturday morning. But it gets me up. It gets my day going. So yeah, you said uh, you're happy. You all had the will to go through with it. I'm glad we had the will that went through with it. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Nicholas says, adrenaline in my soul. Denise threw Sean over the ropes. 
Love behind the scenes of the GCW podcast. Keep up the great work, Fightful Team. Yeah, yesterday I wanted to do um, a podcast where Denise and I covered the GCW thing for a couple reasons. I wanted to clear up some misconceptions. Uh, no money changed hands for me. Denise is a performer. She can get paid off whatever the hell she wants. I don't give a damn. Uh, I'm the one breaking the news here, so no money changed hands in that situation. Anytime I'm booked to wrestle, it is for a charitable cause or to perform in that capacity. And I wanted to do a show where me and Denise didn't do the pretending not to coexist bits and muting her and stuff and just do a straightforward show. It was a lot of fun. I think you guys are going to like it. There are some funny-ass stories behind that, like Josh Barnett going up to people and saying, oh, Sean's working again. And they go, again? And then all of a sudden, I'm having crazy shit pitched to me. There was Janella trying to get Denise to do a Canadian Destroyer. (laughs) (laughs) And she posted on her vlog her reaction to me telling her that, and she didn't believe it. She thought I was pranking her. He did want her to do it. But uh, check that show out as well, guys. Ryan says, here's my usual praise super chat for Will and the Grapsity crew. Well, make sure you guys tune in every Saturday. Uh, Sometimes the the schedule varies based on pay-per-views, but... Uh, they are consistently there. Uh, Brent Lockman says, Grapsity has been a highlight of my weekend for months. So much fun. I can tell you guys, I get pitched a show every single week, at least once a week on a slow week. Every single day, I have multiple people asking, how can I get involved with Fightful? And trust me, like it, if there's an opportunity, I'll, I'll make it publicly known. But Will pitched me that, and immediately I said, well, that's a good idea because I was familiar with the work of all three involved and even your unofficial fourth member, Andrew Thompson. I've been begging him to come work, work for us again. Every, at least once every six months, I'm like, Hey, do you want to, you want to just leave, leave those Canadians and come work for us? The dollar stretches further in America. Andrew love Andrew. Oh, he's great. Joel says, since Cody returned on Saturday, I heard the word wrestle and wrestling more times on WWE themed shows and interviews than I have in years. So let's talk about Cody. We've got Ryan saying, do you think he has some creative control over his character? His promo on Monday was unscripted. Was that a one-time thing? No, I don't think it's a one-time thing. I think that he's got some flexibility, Will. I don't think he's got creative control. I think he's got flexibility. Based on the first three, four days of Cody Rhodes in WWE, how are you feeling about that? Yeah, um, I mean, I've I've watched probably so many Cody Rhodes interviews at this point. I just watched them on the bump like yeah. an hour ago. Um, I've read and seen everything Cody's had to say. And my biggest takeaway from it, there are certain things he said that I'm realizing um, kind of play into the the idea of does he have cre- creative control? I don't sure. know that that's the case as much as um, he doesn't sound like he cares as much anymore. Like one of the things he talked about was how uh, he's learned over the years, you know, he said in his first run with the company when he was there six years ago that he was always afraid that it was like, stick to the script, just do what you're asked. But now he's like, you know, I've realized over the years that it's better to just um, ask for forgiveness after the fact and kind of yes. just do what you want. And so, like, knowing that about Cody, I could very much see him just kind of doing his thing because there's a lot of guys that very much do that. You know, there's a Kevin Owens is one of those guys who just kind of gets his thing and uh and goes with it any way he sees fit and if he did something he wasn't supposed to eh whatever did even it get over he he's good even in bad stuff yeah uh one thing that i'm having a laugh about though is 
Uh, and I'm wondering what kind of effect this will have. The amount of AEW names Cody has dropped lately, uh, even like on the bump, he dropped Tony Schiavone's name. Um, he was uh, he was asked about his entrance attire, and he brought up Sandra Gray. And it was like, well, that's... Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's seamstress, she, yeah. Yeah, that's a seamstress, but she works in AEW. Um, and... <laughs> Uh, who else? He brought up Aaron Solo, QT Marshall, and he's dropping all these names that I can't help but wonder if you're just like a straight up just WWE viewer. None of these names mean anything to you. Tony Schiavone at best. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, none of these names mean anything to you. And he's just like dropping these names. And then like he has, uh, you know, he keeps saying wrestler and then he'll he'll correct himself and say wrestler or, or, or superstar. Um, he said go position when he meant gorilla position. There's so many things that you can tell like are just in his head because he's been so ingrained in what AEW is for the last three years. And now he suddenly isn't. Um, I'd be curious to see. I was happy with what happened this week. I liked it all. I liked it a lot. Um, I thought his entrance on Raw looked goofy. But... Uh, and part of that is like you ever look at the the dynamite stage and and think about like how much of that stage is almost like designed for Cody's entrance. Yes. Like as I was watching Elevation, you see the the everybody's passing by the lift. It's not going to get any use anymore unless they actually do go through giving it to Jade Cargill. And then um, and you look over, they've got the little chandelier that goes up and down, and like uh, the, nobody's using that right now. But on the other side of things. The raw stage was absolutely not built for Cody's entrance. So oh my got, god! Like... They they had months to prepare for this, <laughs> and he's just like pops out of a box. <laughs> it was so it was so awkward. And like they yeah. had months to prepare for months. this, and that and was they, the best we got. They just did a thing. Here we go. We're gonna make him a ramp though, so it doesn't look so ridiculous. Yeah, this is so weird. <laughs> I don't know why they did this. Oh man, I mean I. I can tell you that top WWE wrestlers were optimistic that this might put a boot up creative's ass or Vince's ass or anybody who makes those types of decisions asses. Um, and they, they were hoping it would lead to a creative renaissance. I don't know about that. Um, that was a very AEW promo that he cut on Monday and it felt weird. It felt weird on WWE programming. It felt weird in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people who were there in the building were talking about how uh, they said that the reactions in the building weren't coming through on TV the way yeah. that they were supposed to, uh, or at least the way that it sounded in the arena. I, I don't know about that. I just know what I heard on TV. And I know that it sounded off. It sounded, everything sounded off. The way he's talking and the way the crowd is responding, it, it didn't sound nearly as responsive. It sounded kind of like... Uh, uh, I don't want to say canned, but it did feel like, yeah, uh, it, it all felt very cuey. It, it was all like, okay, he says this, waits, uh, like just a generic kind of reaction. It didn't feel like he was really like with the people the way it used to. So I don't know. Yeah. We've got uh, some super chats. Josh's town says, now we got the Cody coaster. He should just like slide down <laughs> Wee! the whole time. <laughs> Brent says, did not expect to see a Futurama-style head in a jar to start Raw this week. <laughs> I know, oh, his head man. just like at the bottom of the screen, like just awkwardly waiting to raise. Colt says, loved Cody, but I'm nervous. I believe he worked so well in AEW because he had some breaks and time off. I'm unsure about this character on TV every week. Now there, I mean, I was very interested to see Cody Rhodes come to grips with the fact that 
people didn't like him. He didn't have to be a bad guy, but people didn't like him. I think there was a very fascinating story to be told there. And I think that there was a lot of money in him eventually being in the ring with the Bucks and Omega. And now it's just like that may never happen. It's like I've seen so much Bullet Club Civil War. I've started to ask the people involved, will there ever be a bow put on this? Because now, like, like I don't know if that will ever happen. I want a bow put on the Cody AEW stuff at some point, and I think he'll eventually go back. I really do. But um, yeah, this to me feels a lot like Flair going to WWF in yeah uh, the early '90s, and that like you know it was cool. It was like almost jarring, but uh, at the end of the day, we know where like we saw Flair more than anything else. We have uh, Matt Reichel saying, "Happy Wednesday, Sean and Will. Any news on Oscar and Bailey?" Um, I, as far as I know, Bailey isn't quite ready yet. Uh, WDB had told me that they wanted Oscar back in the spring. So we'll see. I'm a Lucha says the Stockton and Maliner of pro wrestling news. I don't know what that means. Maliner. I am a Lucha. He says, we're all here for it. Much love fellas. Dynamite's going to hump. I, I hope so. I hope so. Cause I am exhausted right now. So I need something very exciting. Joseph Correa, it was great to mention or meet you, Joseph. He says, making it my mission to attend Wale Mania next year. You got to go to Wale Mania at least once. Have yeah. to. Have to. Cher Delaware says, I could rewatch Knoxville and Zane every week for the rest of my life, and I'll never not laugh. Happy to see my pal, Will. I agree. That was so good. So good. Shane Helms did some incredible producing work this weekend uh, with the, the Logan Paul thing and with the Sami Zayn, Johnny Knoxville thing. And I mean, this is a guy who worked on Ready to Rumble. So I think he's he's probably adept at working with celebrities on stuff like this. And I thought that the celebrity stuff this weekend between Pat McAfee and Johnny Knoxville and Logan Paul all went fantastically. Like the bar is so much higher than what it once was yeah, as far I feel as like, celebrities. Um, it's kind of becoming a common thing. Uh, and I say common, it's been two years, but uh, at WrestleMania to get that feeling of, oh, wow, this celebrity really surprised me. I was not expecting yeah. them to come through like this. You know, we got that with Bad Bunny last year. But even in AEW, we got that with Shaq, right? At, at like, what point At what point now is the bar so high that they can't surprise us? Because, like, if Floyd Mayweather had been plopped down on this card, we'd be like, well, he had the fourth best performance. And that was a really good celebrity performance in 08. Yeah, it was. Um, I feel like a lot of these guys grew up wrestling fans and like want to do this stuff. Um, like Bad Bunny, he admittedly is a huge wrestling fan. You know, he um, in the Mia video, he wore um, uh, the Eddie Guerrero T-shirt. Like yeah. we, we knew he was a wrestling fan long before he did the Booker T st song. Like that's what we knew about him or one of the things we knew about him. But uh, point being, a lot of these guys like have wanted to do this stuff and like uh, so it was a bigger deal for them and they're willing, willing to take more risks with it to like, yeah, when another celebrity just like shows up and, uh, and does like kind of a snooky performance. Um, I think people won't nearly be as into that as they were. Also, I'm seeing in the chat that I think they meant Stockton and Malone and I can very much see that. Well, let me, let me say, I don't want to be Malone. Me either. Nope. And you know what? I don't want to be Stockton after the last couple of years. Some of the goofy shit he said either. Yeah. Well, let's let's be somebody besides Stockton and Malone, please. Yes. Uh, anybody, anybody. But yeah, to me, if you have like a, a celebrity that you don't think will be amazing, then you just gotta 
you just got to put that on like Raw or something at this point because the WrestleMania bar is so high, so high. I can't help uh, but wonder though if like this is ultimately what WrestleMania becomes. Like people were already concerned about the fact that they yeah. we had the celebrity involvement this year and it resulted in. Um, I don't know if it resulted. I don't know if there were ever any plans to actually have him there, but like we didn't see Balor on the show, uh, and we didn't see Ricochet on the show, and like if WrestleMania ultimately like they're getting really good at the celebrity stuff. They're getting really good with uh, like we talked about Knoxville, and yeah, we talked about Logan Paul, um, and of course we see him every week, but Pat McAfee also. Oh yeah, uh, and so. You know, as it, this is the biggest presence that non-wrestlers had had at WrestleMania, does this grow? Uh, yes. Do we continue to see more and more of that to where WrestleMania really is just like, hey, here's these names you know from other things, now pro wrestling, and then also a main event. I mean, look at the nature of boxing right now. Yes. Boxing that, a good is example. all freak show fights. Um, we do watch-alongs for major, major UFC shows now. And then, like, when Tyson fights at 50-something years old or when Jake Paul fights or something of that nature, and it's what people are interested in. And I can tell you there was uh, quite a bit of casual interest in relation to those those few things. Listen to Johnny Knoxville's ovation. It was it was great, and it's some of the most fun I've ever had watching a pro wrestling match. Uh, Sami Zayn had to navigate all those threats, but you know what? Maybe if he had NordVPN.com slash Fightful, he wouldn't have to navigate those threats. He wouldn't have to worry about annoying pop-up ads in the form of Mae Young and Mark Henry's son. He wouldn't have to worry about malware, which you're not going to get at Fightful, unlike some other wrestling websites, or online trackers. Now, with that threat protection from NordVPN.com slash Fightful and a 30-day money-back guarantee, I'll tell you what, I'm not giving GCW 30 days money back on their deal, they blew their money, and they only got two minutes of me. So there you go. NordVPN.com slash Fightful gives you an additional month free and 70% off your plan. It effectively pays for itself because you can buy pay-per-views overseas much cheaper than here. If you miss the WWE Network, you can subscribe to it by changing your virtual location with just one click. You can avoid price discrimination. You can avoid geo-blocking. Not only that, it works on all your devices, your phone. AEW Plus. There you go. You can subscribe to that with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. And it works on your tablet, your phone, your PC, your desktop, your laptop, even your router or your television. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. I truly use this every single day of my life and i love it nordvpn.com slash fightful we got stuplexer saying watch supercard of honor and saw willow nightingale for the first time after hearing so much about her she's a superstar hope to see her on national tv soon had no clue she's from my hometown shout out franklin square long island new york she is one of the people that i assume will end up getting signed to some degree uh, probably on this hybrid aew roh type of thing that's what Joe is on. That's what I believe Gresham is on now. Uh, there's a lot of people that uh, probably should be signed. Um, and I'm, I'm getting a phone call right now, so take it away, Phil. <laughs> it's it's a, a very unusual one. Okay. Well, um, I think you meant Will. But um, so the uh, – and it's funny because that happened a bunch this weekend. But uh, – um, oh. 
I have some breaking news. Uh, WWE, uh, I'm about to confirm it with them, but they have released Nash Carter, from what I understand. Oh, shit. Breaking news. Yeah. Uh, That is, yeah, when, when this person calls me during a show, I know that when this person calls me on the phone in general, I know that something crazy is uh going on but wow i mean yeah wow that's that's breaking news and and he's so what happens with the tag titles i don't know i don't know um that i mean this is wow Huh. I, we're we're left speechless here. There's there's been a lot going on there. There've been accusations of of abuse yeah. among other things, and we cannot speak to the validity or anything of that. And we'll we'll sort of wait until that unfolds. But um, that is is wild. He is a current NXT tag team champion. But yes, it is also it is absolutely tied to those uh those that allegations. Yeah, but um. Nash Carter, uh, based on what I heard, I'm still waiting for an official word from WWE. I have reached out to them, but um, I mean, I just got I got the news from the person that I get about 80% of my release news from. So, yeah, and that's sort of an awkward one to navigate um, because of a lot of the stuff that is going on. And um, yeah. Nash Carter, uh, and this, and somebody's saying this isn't a mass release thing, not to my knowledge. No, no, okay, uh, in a mass release, they wouldn't touch their champions. Um, yeah, you know, if there's got to be circumstances surrounding it, if if a champion was going to get hit, yeah, because otherwise they would have booked around it. Like, that's the thing is they they had opportunities to book around it yesterday, they could have done booked around it. Like, this is obviously something that's very sudden, um, and I'm curious well, what comes out from this uh, in the next probably few minutes. Yeah, um, we will stay on top of it. Um, I have reached out to WWE. Um, again, this the person that I just got this from is incredibly reliable. So, whoo boy. Uh, that That's happened a few times where I've gotten calls on the air, and it's always something crazy, unfortunate like that. Yeah. Also unfortunate is mentioning Carl Malone. Uh, I am Alucha says the dish and the dunk. My friend, listen, if you're a jazz fan, please just Google him. Please Wikipedia him something. Please don't compare us to Carl Malone. Yeah. Um, please don't. I, I, I get it if it's one of those things where you just kind of like grew up with him and then didn't follow yeah. any of the news that's come out about him at that time. Yeah. But, uh, I'd rather be sp- Spud Webb and like Dominique Wilkins than Malone and Stockton at this point. Uh, Britt Lockman says, Do you ever hear of Nick Cage? I'd see, I thought he meant Nick Gage doing anything in wrestling. I was like, Well, yeah, of course yeah, he does. Of course. And he, he's Britt Lockman says, Seems like the height of insane. I bet if somebody reached out to him, he would. He would. Um, Scott says he can confirm the release. I, I listen. I'm, I'm working to confirm it with WWE themselves. Kevin says, "Could it be related to Kimberly's post on Twitter?" Yes, it absolutely could. Um, again, I, I cannot speak to 
what happened, what like didn't happen. I can't speak to the validity of that. We'll see how that plays out legally and and all that, but it, it's a wild situation. Cher says, I grew up a jazz fan and I'd not <laughs> I'd rather not see anyone compared to Malone. He sucks. And not only that, I mean Stockton, some of the crazy shit he said over the last year. It disappointed me. I think that disappointed me even more because I was like, man, he was so far ahead of his time. Uh you know John what? Stockton was. We'll be um Gary Payton and Sean Kemp. That was my there you go. That was my go-to combo in NBA Jam. Yeah, they uh, were the best. They were yes. the best. Yeah. Uh, we got Joel Wood saying, curious as to what happened with Wes. I'm sure he's uh, not sure he's going to strive on his own. Um, he's so good. He really is. Um, she claims uh, she claims she's still signed to Impact, but they haven't used her. I don't think they're going to use her. So it's hard for me to believe they'll just bring him back there to team him with to team Nash with Trey, but man, this was a shocker. This was a shocker. Yeah, um, another shocker. Triple H retires. He spoke to Stephen A. Smith last week, and the interview was like, "All right, it was, it was them getting getting on Stephen A. Show. That's what that was, and him talking about Andre and Hogan and all this stuff." Uh, somebody says they thought Kimber announced she was released to events. She just said she was still signed. I'm just going based on her words. But Triple H says, I am done wrestling in the ring. Uh, your person we, just texted me. Sorry, I interrupted your show. So Yes. <laughs> that's fine. Yes. Um, yes, it has been confirmed by WWE to me. So I'm going to... Yeah. That, that deserves to be broken and tweeted. Yep. Yep. That is that is out there now. I can now confirm this information. I want to back up a second and yes. just kind of address uh, something that I've seen from a lot of fans. Going back to Ring of Honor for a second. Yes. Um, because we, we completely uh, skipped over yeah. that. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about Supercard of Honor. Yeah, Jesus so a shit. Lo- a lot of people, uh, specifically like the diehard Ring of Honor fans, are, have been really upset about some of the booking coming out of the show. Um, and I think there needs to be some recognition of why all of that took place. Mm-hmm. Um, because really, the thing people are upset about is that a lot of AEW guys went over. And it seems like if it were an ROH guy versus a Ring of Honor or versus an AEW guy, the AEW guy won. Um, all the titles are really on people who have some significant ties to AEW. But I feel like that was kind of the point. And I don't mean that from a booking perspective as in like, let's make sure we um, we kind of bury Ring of Honor. I don't think that's what it was. I think it was more so, um, you know, Tony talked about in the uh, scrum, he mentioned that I don't know what uh, he, he mentioned how he doesn't necessarily know what the future is for Ring of Honor programming. And sure. in that sense, I think that when you don't necessarily know what you've got going forward yet, that he's still working on it, you kind of have to put your make sure your championships are where you can guarantee them. And right now, he the media them... scrum. I thought that was a special edition of Grapsity when I watched <laughs> yeah. it back. What are you talking about? I know, right? <laughs> I thought you all were hosting that show. <laughs> Uh, it was like those boom phil boom will boom reg uh, no dude i 
those are becoming uh i, I love think it quickly gonna become uh, Listen, one of my favorite parts of the weekend you know why i love it because i don't have to fucking go anymore <laughs> <laughs> I could be like, Will, listen, let's set up a rate. <laughs> Let me get home, please. Yeah, oh, uh, although uh, Double or Nothing is going to be like, I'm playing it fucking close. My flight leaves at sure. 1 a.m. Um, so my my guess is based on, so it's going to be Pacific time. So I'm guessing the pay-per-view ends at 9, which means the scrum probably runs till about 11. So I've yeah. got a small window in there to get oh, to the airport, but luckily the arena is 10 minutes from the airport. Oh so yeah. I've got all my stuff in my car. I should be okay, but it's going to be, it like, is. Yeah. It's like on the other end of the block of that big block from right. the airport. <laughs> so I am going to, I'll be fine. But as soon as that thing's over, I am literally jetting. But no, I, I think that as far as the titles are concerned, I think, it is really important, I think, to make sure that the titles are where you can guarantee them. Because, like, right now, look at the women's title. It's on Deanna Perrazzo. Not somebody he can even guarantee a booking for right now. Um, and so I think I can very much see right now Tony needing to have his championships where he can make sure that wherever he books them next, he has them guaranteed. He has Wheeler Yuta guaranteed with the pure title. He has now FTR guaranteed with those tag titles. Um, and because like, look at the Briscoes, they literally worked two matches that night, which how the hell those guys worked two matches that night. Um, because FTR versus the Briscoes, I have to say was one of my favorite experiences being at a show live. I thought that, uh, thinking about the amount of matches I've been there live for, I was there for Brian versus, uh, Kenny Omega. I've seen some like hot atmospheres and with this being a smaller intimate setting, um, cause it was the Curtis Colwell center, which AEW's run twice before and they're running next Friday for battle of the belts. They had it reduced to a much smaller setup for this show. And they, they shot it like a ring of honor show. They, they filmed, um, where the hard camera was, they were shooting the stage. They really wanted to make sure it looked like a ring of honor show. Uh, and that said the crowd, Felt like that could have been WrestleMania from the moment FTR came out. It was oh, like the lockup pop. The was lock up insane, pop, insane. They, they were so loud. They were uh, the, the people chanting "Holy shit!" with these guys just staring each other down, and uh, the the uh, the dim boys, top guys, dueling chants, and everybody just being into every single thing they did and it felt like the match never really slowed down in the places where it did slow down they were smart about it right they did the 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 fake out um dax harwood injury spot where it was like okay this is actually the cool down spot of the match but you didn't know that because uh that was that was the only moment they really took you out but otherwise uh they reset right after that and the match just keeps going and going and going and going um the Young Bucks coming out afterwards got a massive reaction. People were so mad, uh, but in like in a good way. You know, everybody was chanting "fuck the Young Bucks." Like it was, it was great. I, I wouldn't trade that match for a whole lot this weekend. Or, I know, I know, FTR consider it their best match they've ever done. Yeah, too. Which is uh, that's that's a high bar for them because. Um, you know, I know before that it was the American Alpha match, but uh, I can agree with them that this is this is up there. Adrizza Carace has never experienced anything like watching FTR Briscoes live in my life. It was surreal. It was special. Um, 
I hope that the Briscoes can make amends for, for the things that they had said in the past. They are made for TV. I've heard no issues with them since then. None. So I'm hoping that whatever needs to be rectified can be because I had people that worked with them every single week say that they think that those people, that those fellas are changed guys. So actions speak louder than words, I think. But uh, Brent Lockman says, it's mind-blowing that the match that the Briscoes did with the Good Brothers was really solid too. This can't be the end of Briscoes and ROH, right? Again, Warner Media is going to have a very large say in this regardless, I think. Um, I think that scrum was the first time that Tony admitted that it won't be on Sinclair uh, to some degree, but he's got to appease Warner Media a lot more than he's got to appease himself or uh, the Briscoes. And uh, again, as long as the Briscoes are truly changed people from that that those abhorrent tweets, uh, I would love to see them involved. Uh, we've got some terrible news that just broke. Sunny was in a car crash on March 25th that the Ormond Beach Observer is reporting killed someone. And they have not confirmed toxicology, but um, whenever you see a wrestler or somebody with repeat issues and you see people saying, hope they get the help they need, they're going to hurt somebody, this is exactly what the fuck people are talking about. Because the red flags have been there for decades. 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 Beyond substance with, with Tammy Sitch. Behavioral stuff. Just her being a not good person has been there for a long time. And, um, man. That is uh, unfortunate. That is very unfortunate. Um, we've got Sir Brendo saying... After seeing the ad uh, for next week's roundtable featuring Raj Geary, it makes me wonder, SRS, would you ever do an on-air reunion with Raj? Stay tuned. Got some got some stuff in the works for you guys. Uh, yes, says a jazz fan here. Yes, you all are better than them. I am a lucha, says apologies, fellas. Had no clue how they didn't age well. Let's call it the Rock and Sock Connection instead. Well, let me tell you about the things The Rock said in his promo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Joel says this is what it looks like when SRS gets his news and how he verifies it. Feels like I owe you another five dollars. I mean, drop. Hey, if y'all want to PayPal me at SeanRossap at gmail.com, you have it that as well. Uh, we get asked, oh. does this mean WWE did an investigation with Nash Carter, uh, like others, or is this more of a zero tolerance? I do not have that information yet. I'm very sorry. Uh, this is uh, very, very, uh, I'm getting some more news too. Hmm. But um, yeah, this is good news though that I'm getting. I have to tell you though, that promo you cut was so much fun. Uh, I was so happy to be in the building for that. That was literally why I drove down because I appreciate let me tell you guys, it. Um, so if you've never been to the Dallas Fort Worth area, if oh, somebody boy. tells you that something's in Garland, Texas, Understand that is not Dallas. Like when they say, oh, <laughs> yes. we, we're in the Dallas area. Yeah. No, we drove 45 minutes to get from uh, from proper Dallas to Garland, Texas. And, uh, and so, like, I was feeling so far removed when I got to the arena for Ring of Honor. I felt so far removed from actually being in Dallas <laughs> at that point. 
Uh, but we made it there. And then, of course, it was like, okay, now we absolutely have to make it back for Joey Janela's spring break. And we have to make it back to see because uh, you had let me know beforehand what was yeah. going on with uh, with with Denise, and I'm like, I have to see this. There's no way yeah. I'm missing this. Like, we were gonna make it back anyway, but there was no way I was gonna miss that. I had to see how that was actually gonna play out, and it was great. First off, you heel promoted the crowd and like literally got them chanting, "We want Meltzer," um, which I, I th- that was I guess a great response for that. I badly wanted to do something with Shaza because she like mm-hmm. until. I thought Shaza was like 5'7 for some reason. When you see her in person, she's like 5'2. She's so little, and we've been talking so much shit on the internet to each other for years. I really wanted to heal her. That was a big part of me healing. I was going to like fake interview her, and that got ripped from me. So I was like, oh my God, I've got to change everything. Uh I was horrified at that point. I was like, but I think it worked well. I wish that that could have happened because that's why the middle of my promo was like a little more bare than the beginning and the end of it because I, I missed on all that stuff, but I love that. That was so much fun. Yeah. No, I honestly, uh, the charging everybody $5 was a great bit. Um, <laughs> what happened to the money you snatched from those people? I gave it to a guy named Griff. I gave him $10. He gave me back five of it. So I, I don't know if he just pocketed the other five. I'm going to keep that $5 bill because that was, I'm just going to keep it because that, that meant something to me. That was very cool to me. And like I said yesterday, like legitimately having Denise Salcedo, who is a great friend of mine, ring announce me and do a kick-ass job. That was like, I was getting emotional right there because I used to wrestle semi-regularly and I haven't for a few years. And I was like, oh my God, I've never been ring announced like that before, like ever for anything. And it's the person that I talk to every single day of my life. So that was a very cool moment for me. And being in the ring with Josh Barnett, who is like a God to my coaches, uh, like the tip top of catch wrestling in America was very special too. It was, it was wild. Um, I'm going to do some more stuff. If, you know, I've got that spinal stenosis thing to get around. But uh, besides that, I might, I might do some stuff here and there because I miss performing. But we got some super chats. We got Chris saying, what do you think next is for Becky Lynch after losing the Raw Women's Championship? I wouldn't mind seeing her take a little bit of time off and then coming back. And I want to see a program for Bianca in the interim. But I want it to be somebody that's a threat. But unfortunately, Will... They don't produce anybody that's a threat. Rhea's the closest, and she's in the middle of a tag team feud and split, and she's probably going to spend some time getting in with another group. But what do you think about for Becky Lynch? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I have a my, – my gut tells me they'll just run it back um, with maybe some sort of hair stipulation. I don't know. It, uh, it makes sense. Uh, but – yeah, I don't know. I, I felt like that match, by the way, because I, I haven't gotten to, to, to talk about that here, but um, that match she had, uh, I think, honestly, that's an all-time women's wrestling match at WrestleMania, um, easily. I think uh, Bianca is just such a world-class performer, um, like, starting to be, like, one of my top three female performers all-time, uh, and just that match was just such a thing of beauty and 
other than really the the one Molly go round spot, which in itself created a whole new story. Uh, yeah, it ended up being a top rope rolling kapu kick, which looked yeah. awesome. It's unfortunate that it happened like that. It was very clearly an homage to the person producing the match, helping produce the match, Molly Holly. But whew, that was that was nasty. I think Bianca after two WrestleManias is Mrs. WrestleMania. Yeah, because she has had two all-time classic WrestleMania matches back to back. Unbelievable. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, I, Becky talked about last week uh, when uh, asked about whether or not that match should main event. And of course, the thing that main evented was Stone Cold Steve Austin's return. How can you not main event with that? But yeah. honestly, had that not been on the show, this could have been the main event and could have been an all-time main event. That's how good it was. Yes, I agree. Uh, we have Kate saying, saying hi to two of my favorite fellas. Well, thank hi, you, Hi, Kate. Kate. <laughs> we have uh alex diaz saying uh, who do we see in WWE between bray cardona or johnny gargano i think bray's still a possibility i think johnny's a 50 50 possibility i think cardona eventually does another wwe spot again i think a lot of this is building up to that uh i cannot convey how fucking huge matt cardona is in person that guy is like jacked he's insane uh, Leo says, how would you book the first year for Cody Rhodes? For me, I have him win Money in the Bank or the Rumble. Orton, uh, as world Ooh. champion, beats him at Mania. Well, Money I would... Bank. Oh, that would be such a cheat code. And that's my... I know. I, I feel like that's what they're going to do. But... And it's dorky to carry around that briefcase, man. It's so <laughs> yeah. dorky. I, I feel like if... You know, the the thing Cody's talked about is I'm back and I'm back to win the WWE Championship. If he wins it via money in the bank, that lessens so much of it. Yeah. Uh, I he better not. He absolutely better not. Um, yeah, I, I saw his uh, the thing he talked about um, uh, on the ringer where he mentioned, or maybe it was. No, I think it was in the the press conference he did. Uh, and so I, uh, he mentioned the Royal Rumble being kind of what sparked his interest in that he saw his Royal Rumble stats and uh, and he would be sad to see those go away and that he was one of the only people um, who had stats like those who wasn't, uh, who hadn't won one. I think he said Dolph Ziggler was the only other and uh, and that, you know, he could see himself winning a Royal Rumble. If, if they have the patience for, you know, what they talked about this past Monday of him wanting to become WWE champion and wanting to fulfill Dusty's legacy. If they have the patience, I could see him winning the rumble next year. That's what I would do. Uh, and have him go challenge at WrestleMania. If they don't have the patience for that, do SummerSlam, but please, please don't money in the bank. This don't, if Roman's reign has to end, if it ends via somebody cashing in on it and not beating him decisively after this run, he's had, that would be, to me, a disaster. I think that um, maybe some Vince McMahon integration should happen, but I would need Vince McMahon's best work. I would need Vince McMahon saying, I put your father in polka dots. I, I took care of your family financially when they needed it bad. Cody's got to be full. I had to leave WWE to get back to WWE type of thing. 
you got to go with the, I left to change wrestling, but I felt like it wasn't fair. I felt like it wasn't the right thing unless I changed the place that made me want to, to begin with. Um, man, there's a, there's a lot that can be done there. I wouldn't do money in the bank, but Orton would be a good approach. I think that would be really good after the split. Cher says he should win the Rumble of Stardust. You gotta. Will you stop? <laughs> Will you stop? Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Triple H retired. Uh, he mentioned it on the Stephen A show uh, last week. He left his boots in the ring. Thought that was a great way to kick off WrestleMania. He has been very important to WrestleMania for the past 23, 24 years. So um, I, I think that it was. Uh, Sorry, I, just I see you. it. I see it. <laughs> But any quick thoughts on Triple H? Uh, yeah, so uh, I think, you know, I was uh, hearing his news of his retirement. I was kind of sad that he didn't get, like, a real big send-off. Like, sure, if yeah. he were to have a last match, I think Orton is probably one of the guys he'd want to put over. So his last televised match being against Randy Orton is is a fitting one. Um, but I was glad that he got to have the moment. He got to leave the boots in the ring. Um, and he seemed like he was kind of rushing down the ramp, uh, of like, okay, I still gotta like make my entrance in like quick time. Uh, but I, I'm glad he got to do it all and welcome everybody to WrestleMania. I thought he was, he was going to do like the DX thing and like give him a, are you ready? We didn't get that. Uh, but he did get to leave the boots and I thought it was a cool moment for him. And if that's going to be his send off moment, that's a, probably a good one to do it for. As we wrap up, guys, we have one more Humper Chat. Chris Rain says, your promo was worth the 20 bucks alone. I greatly appreciate that. And Leo says, when do you think Roman will lose one of the belts? I've been saying for a long time, you got to wait until the right person comes along. Otherwise, you don't take the title belt off of him. I think Cody might be the right person. We'll see. It's crazy to think, by the way, real quick, that yeah. Cody came in. And is immediately like number one babyface in the company. That's kind of insane to think about when like they can't book babyfaces. That's why yeah. <laughs> wait till they uh, book him for I, four weeks. <laughs> like that's kind of crazy though. That um, you know behind him, I guess like you can kind of count Brock, but like Brock's not. Uh, I don't. I don't know that Brock's going to be around after this. Um, but Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley are like the two behind him. Beyond that, they don't have another top babyface. Cody. Entered the company as a top babyface. That's not really like I saw some other site post uh, that it was a Vince Mc or Vince McMahon has elevated Cody. No, Cody coming in as the top babyface is not a, a, a point in WWE's favor. That's actually kind of a point against it. But anyway, that's all for another discussion, and I will have that discussion. Cher says, then he should enter next year as Stardust, Cody, Mustache Cody, and Face Mask Cody. I'd rather he not. <laughs> Guys, I'll be over on uh, The List Goes On after this. You can check out Will on Grabs Today every week. But as we wrap up, tell the tell the people what all you do. Uh, yeah, so I host a couple of things uh, for the, the Fightful Umbrella. Uh, I do Grabs Today uh, every Saturday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. That's uh, with myself and uh, Philip Lindsay, Righteous Reg. We are at youtube.com slash Fightful. Uh, show is live. Uh, I also, over on Fightful Overbooked, I host Day After Dynamite, which didn't air last week because I was in Dallas. But uh, Day After Dynamite does return tomorrow. That is at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. And uh, guess what we talk about on Day After Dynamite? Dynamite. 
So uh, be there for Day After Dynamite. That is at youtube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. Guys, make sure you check that out. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Not only do I have the list goes on, I'm going to break some call-up news or at least some discussions of call-up news. Rob Wilkin says, I wanted a backstage segment with Orton Rhodes. Rhodes says, hey, Randy. And Randy says, what's up, DiBiase? (laughs) (laughs) Until next time, guys, we are out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.